Hi folks, this is Sheila Zielinski, and I'm doing an expose part one of my series. This is an incredible series, by the way, Secrets of Mind Control, The Mind War Matrix. We're going to be covering a lot of information. It's going to end up, I think, being about a five-part series. There's so much material to cover. Why has Satan used mind control on the world? You know, since the beginning, Satan has had designs on being God. The Bible tells us currently he is the God of this world and will, in the end, be thrown into the lake of fire. Satan can't change us, but he is deluded enough to believe that he can. He is playing a numbers game. He's trying to tip the balance in his favor for the coming war. When the great tribulation period begins, we will lose many lives. Revelation is clear that a large percent of people will die in the end times. Satan cannot know who will survive. He needs an army to fight. Therefore, he has devised a plan to steal mankind as his army. Many Christians will be converted into his army, and he's using mind control to do this. I find fascinating all the stars are affiliating themselves with ancient gods and goddesses. Horus, Artemis, Isis, Aphrodite, Zeus, etc. Many of the movies, as you guys know too, are centered around these mythological gods and goddesses. Why? Is that a coincidence? Nope. We're being prepared and desensitized to all that is coming. Thousands of people have been trained to pay homage and worship Satan. Do they even know it or are they mind controlled? Satan has had no trouble at all gaining followers. Will you fight when Jay-Z says, now fight? Horace commands it. And FYI, high-level occultist Alistair Crowley, he believed he was the incarnation of Horus, but more on that later. In this series, I'm going to get into the incredible mind control that is going on in the church. That's right, I said the church. We're going to get into some mind control projects, mind control spirits, occult mind control, supernatural beings and how they're blocking the mind, and the various ways in which they're carrying out mind control technologically, scientifically, spiritually, through high-level hypnosis, sorcery, and witchcraft. I'm going to be touching on transcendental meditation, neuro-linguistic programming, something called Marie Antoinette programming, MKUltra, Project Monarch, trauma-based mind control, and much, much more. This is going to be a series like you've never heard. I probably don't have to tell you that we are in a spiritual battle. And in this profound series, we're going to look at some incredible information. It's interesting that Jesus himself said, I am the way, the life, and the truth. And God says in Hosea, my people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. The reality that we live in is no longer real. Do you know that truth has been concealed to us in order to control us? We live in a virtual reality, folks. Most of what we think we perceive with our senses is not real. Most of our sensory information is being manipulated through technology, electronics, high-level sorcery. I'll call it techno-sorcery and witchcraft. Did you know that? You know what this is? It's witchcraft and scientific mind control. So in order to connect this puzzle, we need to go back to the Bible where it talks about ancient Babylon. 
to where the first manipulation occurred, the secret technology and science of ancient Babylon were not mythological. This is real, people. We're talking about sorcery and high-level magic and technology and science, those four things being used interchangeably. Members of the occult and the elite study these ancient practices. Did you know that the Tower of Babel was a technological device? Could we call it an interdimensional stargate or the gate of the gods? It was believed that the Tower of Babel was a portal that opened other earthly dimensions, including the spiritual dimension, to access fallen angels, demons, and other evil entities. For example, I've talked about CERN in the past. The Large Hadron Collider is the world's largest and most powerful particle accelerator. It first started up in September of 2008, and it remains the latest addition to CERN's accelerator complex. This is a 27-kilometer ring of superconducting magnets with a number of accelerating structures to boost the energy of the particles along the way. You know what I believe? I think CERN's LHC is a type of Stargate. I think they're accelerating subatomic particles to crack open the spiritual veil. Do you remember the Aleister Crowley Amalanta working? Remember when he brought back the demon that looked very similar to an alien gray? Well, who was Aleister Crowley good friends with? Jet rocket propulsionist Jack Parsons and good old Ron L. Hubbard, high-level wizard that started Scientology. Riddle me this, why does CERN have a statue of Shiva? The Shiva statue was a gift from India to celebrate its association with CERN, which of course started in the 1960s and remains strong today. In the Hindu religion, if you don't know this, Lord Shiva is the destroyer god. The destroyer god practiced Nataraj, the Nataraj dance, which symbolizes Shakti. Shakti is a high-level kundalini spirit. Parvati is the daughter of the king of Parvatis, Himavan, and the consort of Lord Shiva. She is also called Shakti, or the mother of the universe. When you read in Enoch about the fallen angels that descended upon Mount Hermon and created this soulless Nephilim and the Raphaim, these were an unsanctioned hybrid race produced by the Watchers and female women. At the time, they gave man highly advanced science, technology, cosmology, astrology, alchemy, etc. After that, what do we see? We see super civilizations built on these occultic principles cropping up all over, such as Atlantis, Plato said it was ruled by 10 kings. Interesting. You see these structures all over the earth, whether it's these huge monolithic structures in Peru, Malta, Iceland, Ireland, Rome. I could go on and on. We see them in pyramids, Stonehenge. When we look at this ancient sorcery, they had perfected mind control. And you know what we're seeing? A resurgence of mind control. Pharaoh was said to be a god king who had many people brainwashed. This is what these technocratic elite Luciferians use. They use mystery Babylon practices, aka supernatural science, to do the same thing, have total control of the masses. 
Adam and Eve were given complete rulership over the earth. They were made in the image and the likeness of God. And God gave them supernatural authority, but because they disobeyed God, of course, the serpent tricked them, then they lost their supernatural power and ability to rule and reign over the earth and really rule and reign over the control of reality. Lucifer ultimately stole their supernatural power and authority. So, Today, I want to get into some forms of mind control. So the very first thing I want to talk about is the MK Ultra program and other brainwashing techniques. During the Korean War in the early 1950s, the United States grew increasingly concerned about the rise of communism, specifically how its adherents seemed brainwashed by it. Many returning U.S. soldiers were found mindlessly parroting the communist propaganda they had been sent to Korea to fight. Investigations revealed that not only had communist regimes in China, Russia, and North Korea employed mental torture and brainwashing, the Russians in particular were interested in using LSD to manipulate minds. In April of 1953, then-CIA Director Alan Dulles launched Project MKUltra. MKUltra's experiments were wide-ranging, involving 158 separate projects at 80 separate institutions that included prisons, hospitals, drug companies, and colleges. MKUltra's mind control experiments generally centered around behavior modification via electric shock therapy, hypnosis, polygraphs, radiation, and a variety of drugs, toxins, and chemicals. These experiments relied on a range of test subjects, some who volunteered under coercion and some who had absolutely no idea they were involved in a sweeping off-the-books defense research program. From mentally impaired boys at a state school to American soldiers to sexual psychopaths at a state hospital, MKUltra's program often preyed on the most vulnerable members of society. The CIA considered prisoners especially good subjects as they were willing to give consent in exchange for extra recreation time or commuted sentences. Whitey Bulger, a former organized crime boss, wrote of his experience as an inmate test subject in MKUltra. Bulger said of the 1957 test at the Atlanta Penitentiary where he was serving time that convicts were in a panic and paranoid state hallucinating. They had a total loss of appetite. The room would change shape. Hours of paranoia and feeling violent. We experience horrible periods of living nightmares and even blood coming out of the walls, he said. Guys turning to skeletons in front of me. I saw a camera change into the head of a dog. I felt like I was going insane. Bulger claimed he had been injected with LSD. LSD had become one of the CIA's key interests for its brain warfare program. As the agency theorized it could be useful in interrogations, in the late 1940s, the CIA received reports that the Soviet Union had engaged in intensive efforts to produce LSD and that the Soviets had attempted to purchase the world's supply of the chemical. One CIA officer described the agency as literally terrified of the Soviets' LSD program, largely because of the lack of knowledge about the drug in the United States. 
With the advent of MKUltra, the government's interest in LSD shifted from a defensive to an offensive orientation. Agency officials noted that LSD could be potentially useful in gaining control of bodies, whether they were willing or not. The CIA envisioned applications that ranged from removing people from Europe in the case of a Soviet attack to enabling assassinations of enemy leaders. On November 18, 1953, a group of 10 scientists met at a cabin located deep in the forests of Maryland. After extended discussions, the participants agreed that to truly understand the value of the drug, an unwitting experiment would be desirable. The CIA remained keenly aware of how the public would react to any discovery of MKUltra, even if they believed these programs to be essential to national security, they must remain a tightly guarded secret. How would the CIA possibly explain dosing unassumed Americans with LSD? Precautions must be taken not only to protect operations from exposure to enemy forces, but also to conceal these activities from the American public in general, wrote the CIA's Inspector General in 1957. The knowledge that the agency is engaging in unethical and illicit activities would have serious repercussions in political and diplomatic circles and would be detrimental to the accomplishment of its mission. According to one 1955 MKUltra document, the project's goals included drugs which would make subjects appear crazy so as to permanently discredit them in the eyes of the public, drugs that could cause permanent memory loss and brain damage, drugs that would induce amnesia in subjects, drugs that would break down the ego and induce mental dependency on others, drugs that would lower a person's ambition, drugs that made it impossible for people to lie. Following the Soviet Union's lead, researchers focused on LSD, but they eventually developed a super hallucinogen known as BZ which was designed to exert complete mental control over a subject. In the Senate in 1976, Senator Ted Kennedy admitted the existence of MK alternates abuses. Let's go through a few of the known test subjects of MK Ultra. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, was a victim of it. He was the victim of a purposely brutalizing psychological experiment while he was a sophomore at Harvard. That was conducted under the MKUltra program. Ken Kesey, who wrote the novel One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, had volunteered for MKUltra experience using hallucinogenics while he was a student at Stanford University. Boston mobster and killer James Whitey Bulger was an MKUltra test subject while he was imprisoned at a federal penitentiary in Atlanta, Georgia in 1957. Under the provisions of the National Security Act of 1947, the CIA was established. One of the main areas investigated by the CIA was mind control. The program was motivated by Soviet, Chinese, and North Korea use of mind control techniques. The CIA originated its first program in 1950 under the name Bluebird. And as I said, MKUltra officially began in 1953. The Senate Intelligence Committee did find some records during its investigation in 1976, even though CIA Director Richard Helms ordered the destruction of all MKUltra records. 
Senator Frank Church, who led the congressional investigations of the CIA's unlawful actions, said that the agency was a rogue elephant operating above the law as its plotted assassinations illegally spied on thousands of Americans and even drug citizens in its effort to develop new weapons for its covert arsenal. In a 1977 Freedom of Information Act request, 16,000 pages of mind-control documents were found as part of the agency's financial history, and that's how the information has been pieced together. A CIA document dated February 10, 1954, describes an experiment on the creation of unsuspecting assassins. MKUltra grew into a mammoth undertaking. The nature of the research included, can we create by post-hypnotic control an action contrary to an individual's basic moral principles? Here's another question they asked. Can we alter a person's personality? Can we guarantee total amnesia under any and all conditions? Could we seize a subject in the space of an hour by post-hypnotic control have him crash an airplane? Could we devise a system for making unwilling subjects into willing agents and then transfer that control to untrained agency agents in the field by using codes? In a 1971 Science Digest article, Dr. G. H. Estabrook states, By the 1920s, clinical hypnotists learned to split certain individuals into multiple personalities like Jekyll Hyde's. During World War II, I worked with this technique with a Marine Lieutenant I'll call Jones. I split his personality into Jones A and Jones B. Jones A, once a normal Marine, became entirely different. He talked communist doctrine and meant it. He was welcomed enthusiastically by communist cells, and he was deliberately given a dishonorable discharge. Jones B was the deeper personality. He knew all the thoughts of Jones A and was imprinted to say nothing during conscious phases. All I had to do was hypnotize him, get in touch with Jones B, and I had a pipeline straight into the communist camp. Dr. Jose Delgado, a neurosurgeon and Yale professor, received funding for brain electrode research on children and adults. In the 1950s, he developed a miniature electrode placed within an individual's cranium capable of receiving and transmitting electronic signals. Delgado was able to control the movements of his subjects by pushing buttons on a remote transmitter. He demonstrated by wiring a full-grown bull with the device in place. Delgado stepped into the ring with the bull. The animal charged towards the experimenter and then suddenly stopped just before it reached him. The powerful beast had stopped with the simple action of pushing a button on a small box held in Delgado's hand. Let's talk about the mind control doctors. In the second half of the 20th century, mind control projects resulted in extensive political abuse of psychiatry. Many thousands were subjected to unethical mind control experiments by leading psychiatrists in medical schools. Mind control experimentation was not only tolerated by medical professionals, but published in psychiatric and medical journals. Dr. William Sweet participated in both brain electrode implant experiments and the injection of uranium 
into medical patients at Harvard University. Army doctors were involved in LSD testing at least until the late 1970s. Subjects of LSD experiments, including children as young as five years old, and brain electrodes were implanted in children as young as 11 years old. The CIA's experiments with LSD persisted until 1963 before coming to a fairly anticlimactic end. In the spring of 1963, John Vance, a member of the CIA's Inspector General staff, learned about the project's surreptitious administration to unwitting, non-voluntary human subjects. Though the MKUltra directors tried to convince the CIA's independent audit board that research should continue, the Inspector General insisted they bring all the programs to an end. The MKUltra program was officially, quote-unquote, ended in 1973. However, many experts in the workings of the CIA and government intelligence agencies insist that the government continues performing exactly the same sort of mind control experiments and possibly worse, using different code names. I did an interview back in 2010 with Fritz Springmeier. The interview was based on his book, MKUltra and Monarch Mind Control Slaves. I also did research into Kathy O'Brien. The Illuminati commonly deliberately splits a person's mind to create multiple personalities, what is now more commonly known as dissociative identity disorder or DID. It was known as MPD, multiple personality disorder. The personality might be completely unaware that there is an alternate personality or alter. The core personality may be very much aware that they are split and agree to be used like this, which was the case in our scenario. It's not just these demonic agents of Satan who are carrying out mind control projects, but the bigger issue here is that it's being carried out. Sophisticated mind control technologies like MKUltra and social engineering can be used to create people like politicians, celebrities, news media personalities, etc., who have been programmed to carry out specific assignments. These same brainwashing technologies can be used to develop media personalities. Manchurian media personalities dominate radio, television, and the internet. These same brainwashing technologies that are used to develop media personalities also are used for celebrities. Again, you see these Manchurian personalities dominating social media, television, radio, and the internet. Their personalities and perspectives were created in the mind control factories of our universities, business corporations, motivational seminars, ideological programming, consensus building, and in some cases, targeted mind control and brainwashing. Since John Dewey, the founder of modern public education, began using Soviet techniques of brainwashing in the 1920s, the collective mindset of our culture has been moved strategically from a Christian one to an atheistic, humanistic, and socialist worldview. For the last century, the psychosocial strategies used in the communist nations to indoctrinate children with communist ideology and to monitor compliance for the rest of their lives have been used 
in the United States. Christian leaders who were called to be watchmen on the wall neglected their duty before God and allowed America and its children to be transformed into an occult, immoral, godless, and humanistic socialist state in spite of Jesus Christ's clear warnings regarding allowing little children's faith in God to be harmed in any way. Despite the very clear biblical warnings, Bible-believing Christians choose to deliberately ignore the fact that their children were being systematically brainwashed through the Hegelian dialect, focusing on facts and feelings, tolerance, communitarianism, collectivism, politically correct thinking, the rejection of absolutes, attacking the history of America and Christian values, and breaking down traditional morality and the promotion of immorality. Aldous Huxley, author of Brave New World, commented on the importance of breaking down all forms of sexual morality. A new consensus that embraces the new immortality is accomplished through a felt crisis, and today's moral crisis is created by trading moral boundaries for sensual freedom. It serves the purpose well, too. The proliferation of all kinds of pornography, aggressive sexual promiscuity of all forms, and the absence of absolute boundaries leads to social chaos, which in turn calls for social controls in areas outside of sex, which would have been unthinkable in a Christian culture. Pornography and the official promotion of every kind of what used to be called sexual perversions is the new norm and it serves a political purpose. The Manchurian personality often is involved in what have been considered immoral or perverted behaviors and actions a couple of generations ago. The breaking down of all sexual morality has affected every level. It's permeated every level of our culture and makes people more vulnerable to mass brainwashing. Our nation is inundated with what was once universally shunned as wrong. I found it interesting that William Colby, CIA director from 1973 to 76, said the CIA owns everyone of any significance in the major media. In addition, the media has been infiltrated by international banksters, multinational corporations, religious groups, cults, and political movements. I think it'd be fair to say that we have a corporate-controlled media, a state-run media. This is Pravda on steroids. Think of the Tavistock Institute and other social laboratories and think tanks. They frame human consciousness and program individuals on a mass level. Their political, cultural, and spiritual viewpoints are the result of advanced Orwellian technologies of social engineering. Whatever their race, sex, or ethnicity, right or left, they can represent the many faces of Big Brother. The new cultural narrative demands that everything be embraced, a breakdown of traditional marital family values, eradicating patriotism, destroying faith in God, and promote Marxist socialist ideas like globalism and collectivism. Just look at the messages being sent by sitcoms, television series, music, and the big screen. Even so-called conservative media personalities, if you listen carefully to what they're actually saying and not what you think they are saying, it is pretty shocking. How could you believe in national sovereignty and be affiliated with, for example, the Council on Foreign Relations? 
David Rockefeller in an address to a trilateral commission meeting in June of 91 openly admitted that the media was in on the conspiracy to create a one world socialist government. Listen to what he said. We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected the promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity during those years. Rockefeller was thanking them for deceiving the American people concerning their plan to destroy America and create a one-world government, their plan to destroy the dollar and create a world currency. He was praising the media for concealing the globalist agenda to bring the world into a world socialist government where the American people would become serfs and lose all their constitutional freedoms to this new world order. Look at who's really behind all these groups like Antifa, the climate rallies, even Occupy Wall Street, all those protests outside of Wall Street that spread across the United States. All these nefarious protests are funded by billionaire George Soros and others. Remember Obama's radical transformation of America ideology? He wanted to transform America into some kind of Marxist state. And yet you never hear the media talking about these financial backers. In part two, we're going to get into Project Monarch, Marie Antoinette programming, and mind control in the church. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following me on YouTube. And also make sure you're following me on Facebook and Twitter as I post the shows there as well. Twitter handle, there you have it on your screen, at Real Sheila Z, Facebook.com slash Real Sheila Z. And on Instagram, if you want to follow my wonderful memes over there, I'm just simply Sheila Zelinsky, all one word, over there on Instagram. You can find all the direct links to social media over there at SheilaZelinsky.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you real soon.